0: So you finished your character and filled out your sheets and you're ready to go. Except there's one box in the corner listed as passive perception. This can often be confusing to new players and even experienced DMs have trouble implementing it correctly. I'm gonna throw this nice little graphic up on screen for those of you in 5th edition character creation and just need to get to the point of what passive perception is, Uh, it's this. This includes any wisdom bonus and your proficiency bonus if you're proficient in perception checks. So say you're a first level character, proficiency bonus of plus two, who's proficient in perception checks with a wisdom score of 12, plus one ability modifier. That would make your passive perception score 13. 10 plus two plus one equals 13. Also make sure to update your character sheet whenever your proficiency bonus or your wisdom ability score goes up. This isn't something that's set in stone at character creation. Yes, technically. It's just that passive checks are technically a house rule or rule variant, and a lot of dungeon masters either don't know how this works or choose not to use them at all. Which is fine if you think it would hold down your group's play style and stuff. It's an optional rule, but it's in the book, so it's not a homebrew rule. Whenever you roll a d20 for an ability check or skill check, you're technically making an active skill check or active ability check. Passive scores and passive skill checks exist for every 5e skill, and they're all calculated the same way by just adding up any bonuses to the skill and 10. The 10 here is sort of meant to represent an average roll on a d20, so your passive score is basically like taking a 10 or assuming you rolled a 10 on a skill check. So let's say you have an advantage or disadvantage. This one is super simple. If you have an advantage on an active check, add five to your passive score. If you have disadvantage on an active check, subtract five from your passive score. So for example, if you have a passive perception score of 14 and you gain advantage on perception checks, your passive perception score will become 19 for that passive check while you have advantage. You might be wondering if something isn't hard baked into the game and if some DMs just don't use it, why is it on my character sheet? Out of all the skills, perception is by far the most common, and out of all the passive checks, passive perception is also the most commonly used. It's incredibly rare for a DM to need something like a passive strength or athletics score. So what are passive checks used for? Passive skill checks are used for three primary reasons. To gloss over a lot of time spent attempting the same thing over and over, to average a lot of checks together, or for situations where the players aren't aware of something. The first one may sound very familiar to players who have played Pathfinder or 3.5. It was called taking a 10. Let's say a wizard is attempting to solve a little magical puzzle box. The check needed to solve the box and open it is a DC 15 Arcana intelligence check. There's no penalties for failure. You just need to succeed it eventually to open the box. The wizard has a bonus of plus seven to Arcana checks and therefore has a passive Arcana score of 17. His passive score is higher than the DC of the check and there's no consequence to failing. So when the wizard says, I'm going to take some time and try to open the puzzle box, the DM may decide to simply ask for the wizard's passive Arcana score rather than bothering with rolling. Really, when it's used like this, passive scores are sort of a gloss over rule that lets you skip over a bunch of unnecessary rolling and therefore wasted time. The wizard would eventually roll a passing check and so long as time isn't an issue and there aren't any consequences for failing, the DM can simply ask for a passive score. The next use is similar, but rather than being used on checks where there aren't any consequences, you can use passive checks to average out a lot of minor consequences. Let's say a bard wants to go into town and play some music for people to try and make some money for a few hours, which is a pretty common thing I actually get from a lot of my bards in my sessions now that I think about it. If we stuck to active checks, the bard would have to make a ton of active checks to cover that whole time period which in certain situations, especially ones where the tension needs to be ramped up, might be the way to go. But let's say that isn't the case. Instead of having the bard roll a bucket of dice and do a ton of math, the DM can simply ask for their passive perform skill to get a general average of the bard's performing capabilities. Given enough active rolls, a D20 will average all its good rolls and bad rolls to a 10 on its rolls anyway. So if you're ever dealing with what would be a statistically massive number of D20s, just try taking a passive score instead. Finally, passive scores are extremely useful to a DM as it essentially allows the DM to check results without the players even knowing about it. Let's say a party is dealing with a shopkeeper that's trying to oversell their products and swindle the players. If the DM suddenly announces everyone make an insight check, the players are instantly tipped off that there's something up with the shopkeeper and what they're saying. The DM could instead simply determine the DC needed to notice something is off and could compare it to each of the player's passive insight score. Then if the player's insight score is higher than the DC, they notice that something is off. The problem with this, and the reason why so many DMs don't take advantage of passive checks, is that the DM would have to keep those passive scores available ahead of them rather than relying on the players. If only there was some sort of... Common piece of technology that most DMs had that could display all of the things you need right in front of you. My screen broke long ago from overuse. I'm sorry that that joke probably would have paid off better with a full screen. The reason passive perception checks are so common largely comes down to how it interacts with stealth. We know passive checks can be used to make checks without letting the players know what's going on, so passive perception works perfectly for detecting hidden creatures. Passive perception gives you an excellent way to notice something like a stealthy monster without really looking for it. For example, let's say a hidden monster is sneaking up on the players while they're unaware. The players don't know anything is wrong and if the DM has them suddenly roll an active perception check, they'll know something's up. Instead, the DM can simply compare the stealth check of the hidden creature against each of the player's passive perception scores. If any of their passive scores beat the stealth check, they spot the assassin. Note that this can also work in reverse. Let's say the party is simply walking through a town and a goblin bounty hunter is in the area looking for them. Since the players are unaware that they're being hunted, their passive stealth score can simply represent how well they blend into the crowd. You can also use the bounty hunter's active perception check looking for them against the party member's scores. I've had several players who first became aware of passive checks at all due to the observant feat that references passive checks directly. Specifically, the feat grants a plus five bonus to your passive perception score and your passive investigation score. The passive perception bonus is the better of the two as while passive investigation is a great tool, many DMs sadly ignore it entirely. While ultimately it's a useful feat, I tend to recommend it only when you're playing with a DM that takes full advantage of the passive skill check mechanics. And just as a quick note before I end this video, I don't think that you're a lesser DM if you're not using these types of checks. Obviously, I I just think that they are definitely something that add to the game, even if they're only in there a little bit. I think it's a great way to throw your players kind of just, you know, off balance and get them into a more precarious situation without them feeling like they were cheated or railroaded into that. It was still a result of their stats and their character building that got them into a certain situation or got them out of it. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe as we put out new episodes like this every week. And if you have a great passive perception story, or if you DMs out there have found a really cool way to implement it that I didn't list here, please let me know all about it down in the comments. Thanks again for watching. My name's Patrick Ferguson from Skull Dice, and until next time, farewell.